we're back again. We're again we're back. We were back last week. I know, we're and we're back, again. and we decided what the heck. We had a good time. We felt comfortable doing it. Do we have segments? No. No. But. <laughs> Do we have topics? Not so much. I know, and you know, it's just one of those. <laughs> I think we just things. we've just you know I just thought well we we put this out maybe next week we won't I don't know but we're. <laughs> We're we're hanging uh, we're hanging out there. We're just sticking sticking it and all out there. You know, here's the problem with me doing a podcast. I've become the most boring person on <laughs> earth. I've me officially too. become that guy. <laughs> me too. I go to I go to parties and I I just sit there looking at people talk and wondering what I have to offer. And they'll talk about books and I'll wait for them to talk about movies, because I, I watch movies. I watch a lot of TV. I know, and <laughs> I'm reading a book. Fine, I'm reading my summer book this year, and ah, I'm, I'm enjoying oh that. Yeah, I am. Oh. But we'll talk about that in a minute. So I know I feel I feel very boring myself. <laughs> very incredibly boring. I have, I sat with my girlfriends this weekend at a lovely gathering. Incredible food. Incredible. Boy, when they come to my house, it's like, what can I order for you? Because I'm not cooking <laughs> But I go to their house and it's just feast upon feast. It's wonderful. But and they were talking about all these books and these movies that they've watched and these series that they've watched, and I'm just going, okay, well that's good. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't nice. have anything to say. Yeah. My life is comedy, <laughs> and yeah. they are not comedians, and so it's yeah, like, right? Oh, really? Oh, wow. That's yeah. That's nice. I'm so glad that they're doing that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm. I felt really. Like a fish out of water. And that's the first time I felt like that with my gal friends. Because I've known these gals forever. Yeah, yeah. Forever. We all worked at Hannah together. But, you know, it, it, everybody <laughs> has a different life. There's still some isolation going on. I think there's leftover COVID isolation. People got I used think to that. I, I, well, I have a tendency to enjoy that. Uh-huh. I get it. I get it. I have lived alone for a very long time. I and I do it. not have an issue with it. I yeah, me neither. I, w I I mean, if I had to live alone, if Catherine walked out tomorrow and, and I had to live alone, um, I could get used to it. I, I'm comfortable with myself. Oh, I think it would be hard for you though. Oh, of course, it would you're be horrible. You love her so much. It, it'd be horrible. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm yeah. just saying if if uh, there's a situation where I had to live alone, I could manage, and I have in the past. Right. I'm, I you become your own best friend, and you entertain yourself. Well, and you, you lived alone before you met her. Yeah. Right. And you have to be comfortable with being yourself before you can be with anyone either. So, And you lived, you know, you the know. thing about, like, I w we're talking about my brother uh, losing his wife of 50, almost 51 years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Never, never lived alone. Wow. Went from my mother's house to a, abrupt, to a dormitory, to tough. a fraternity, to the army, mm -hmm. you know, to marriage. I mean, marriage and then the army. Right. It's like, you don't live alone yeah. in the army. So it's, uh, and then... You know, and so for him, I've had to really change my dialogue with him because he's, he never, after Connie died, it was the first time he ever lived alone. And that was really, you know, that's really difficult. So, um, and he's, you know, now he is, has a partner and it's, I'm happy for him. Right. Well, some but me go, I go, Why? Can't you just date? <laughs> you know, but <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, but that's uh, that doesn't work. No, for some people, the, I have friends like that. They get out of a relationship, they're back in one within a month. They just can't take it, can't deal with it. You know, Catherine was telling me a story about a couple of her ex-boyfriends, or three of her ex-boyfriends that all now are hermits. <laughs> <laughs> well, that speaks volumes. <laughs> right? It's like I'd rather live with nobody. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm sure that has something to do with. She's had plenty that aren't too. She's had more boyfriends than I've had girlfriends. I'm sure. Every single one of the guys that I went out with uh -huh. all got married and stayed married a long time. Stayed married a long time. Just didn't marry me. <laughs> they just stayed just away. Said, they just went. Ooh, dodged a bullet. <laughs> And that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I didn't stay Oops, friends with any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good to have somebody around. You know, I'm sure you've thought a lot about what it's like if you have an accident and you, you know, you fall and you can't oh, get up kind of a thing. I am, yeah, that, that's, as I, that is something that I am making contingencies for because that happened yeah, right. when I broke my arm. When I broke my uh, wrist yeah, in right. 2018, the summer of 18. 
and I fell mm-hmm. out the back porch trying to take my cat to the vet. I remember. And yeah. um, luckily, I had my phone in my pocket. It had it flew oh. o- flew out of my pocket, but I was able to reach it. Oh, that's good. Because I sat, I laid out there and screamed. It was ninety-five degrees. Oh, you were trying to yell. Where did you yell, scream? Hey Siri, but any chance? No, I was trying to. Uh, no, I was trying to scream for Ricky next door. Oh, I thinking see. maybe one yeah. of his windows will. But it was yeah. in the summertime. Ah, God. It was like miserable. It was like three years ago. Yeah. Today. Right. I I oh, broke my arm. No I broke my wrist. Yeah. Wow. The twenty fifth or the twenty sixth, and um. I would have gotten you something. And. Uh, <laughs> Luckily, I grab—I know, happy anniversary. <laughs> and I, I grabbed my phone, and um, I had to go. I had to use Siri, call Ricky. Which Ricky? Oh, fuck. And I went, fuck you, which Ricky? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Uh-huh, okay. Anyway, oh, but I, man. you know, the li- all the bells went off uh-huh. at that time. And okay. I thought, okay, I'm outside. Somebody would have heard me eventually. Right, right. But what if I'm inside? Mm-hmm. You know. So <coughs> yeah, that's. <coughs> Sorry. As much as we've made fun of that first alert button. I know. It, it saves. Right. It has There's saved. Li- it saved lives. It has saved lives. There's a reason it's popular. And boy, you know, if you watch the evening news, that puts you in a certain demographic. A certain demographic <laughs> does. that needs that, uh, that has psoriasis and <laughs> dementia. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every single one of them. And here's what I've learned about What do you mean? The, the, the comer- of get commercials that come on? Or the what commercials that come on, yeah. it's all... It's all, it's, all medi- it's all about it's all uh, erectile d- dysfunction or <laughs> that's the right, yeah. or the or Flomax. Flomax or the this yeah the psoriasis is really that's your demographic that's the demographic they're the demogra- shooting. And you know what I've learned about that demographic? Apparently, when you get to a certain age, if you're in a relationship, you like to dance in the kitchen. That's all you oh do. That is that dance around in a circle in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> because Honestly, because you don't go out in public. And <laughs> if I went over to someone's house and the couple was dancing in the kitchen, I, I'd expect the white coats to show up at any. Or moment. they're always I'd on a nervous. cruise. They're on a cruise a lot too. Uh, they're always cruising. They're, yeah. so they're always cruising always or snorkeling. They're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do when you get older. You snorkel, cruise, and dance in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, and I don't audition for these commercials anymore. I quit doing it. I, I get these auditions for Pacific Life, Pack Life, and. Know, really? Oh, Why not? Um, you know, because what I found is that they're looking for a different person than this. They're looking for the retired model who still has salt and pepper dashing good looks and hair, and and, and still. Oh, they don't want the grizzled, the grizzled they don't comic want a look. Bald-headed pudgy <laughs> the, guy the with the white beard. You are not pudgy, well, but the grizzled, the, the grizzled comic look. <laughs> yeah, the grizzled, <laughs> kind of just used up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sad shell of himself. They, I've never gotten one of those. And I, uh, to this latest one, they wanted somebody. They always say they want somebody who's physi- who's who's uh, active and fit. That's the keys for active they want. and fit. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I'm not either one of those things. And uh, at this time, they wanted someone who would be willing, uh, who either had a large surgical scar, or Ooh. would be willing to show their butt, their naked butt, on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I would have auditioned for that one. Are you kidding me? You know, that's the only. It would have been awesome to be calling myself a butt model, but I. That's the only parts I get um, I, that I get auditioned, <laughs> get asked to audition for. Was the last one was, um, I w- will name nameless, but the first one I when I did Portlandia, uh-huh. <coughs> I was supposed to be a, um, or I was a uh, water aerobics instructor. Ah. And supposedly we were going to be in the in the pool. I would be in the pool. Yes, I remember you saying that. Yeah. And that didn't work out at all. That was like, are you kidding me? And it was in season five, and uh-huh. I was like, that was a terrible experience. I remember terrible the experience. Thing, yeah. And uh, they treated me like shit. Yeah, that's such a sad thing to hear. And um, and really, when asked me just in a, they go. Okay, we're thinking that we want you. Can you dive in the pool? I go no, and the the kid director he goes, "What do you mean you can't dive?" And I said, "No, I can't dive in three feet of water." Oh God! This pool is only three and a half feet. 
I can't dive. I can't open jars. I can't run upstairs. I mean, it's like there's limitations. What? He wants me to dive like yeah, a like right. a like you know. I went no. Like you're an Olympic swimmer. I can do a rescue jump like they do in yeah. you know because right. I had I've had that training. And he goes, well, can you do it without getting your hair wet? Oh, I went, God. are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my I God. I looked, really? You want me to do it but not get my hair wet? Well, we, I don't want you to get your hair wet. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, God. And then I said, well, it, you know, if it gets wet, yeah. it dries really fast like yours. And he got offended. I don't have hair like you. I go, you have naturally curly hair. I'm looking right at it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you're never supposed to talk back to these guys. Well, you're never supposed to. You, how dare you? How dare you uh, talk to them like they're on your level? And I was telling, and I was I was uh, told to banter with them. Originally, he says, "You know how it goes. They banter back and forth, and they'll." And so the bantering was abusive, mm. and and um, one of the stars of the show started saying answer me answer me answer me and this is during the filming and so i answered him and you would have thought i had just put a bomb in the room wow and i mean it was just insane the director cut god damn it you're not supposed to talk and i said then why am i (laughs) then why am i mic'd then why is he saying answer me i know i i go i'm i'm mic'd Uh you told me to banter right and Bantering means talking. You I know, and it's he a just synonym. he he they they all fucking hated me. The only people that liked wow. me were the were the crew uh-huh. because I was talking back to him, going, "Yeah, what? Good, yeah." But anyway, but the second one that I got called from the same casting director, he goes, um, "Oh, you're a grizzled old hippie that's on this porch, and you're." You know, you're kind of the sage of the of the commune or something like that. And I go, oh, okay, I can kind of do that. You know, I can put on the overalls and the, the straw hat and look like I've, you know, I've lived there for 100,000 years. And, right. yeah, I can pull that off. And he goes, oh, no, you're naked. I went, okay, you need to lose my number. Just lose <laughs> my fucking number. Yeah. Lose my number. Don't call me again. Right. That's, I'm done. Yeah, right. Nope. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I don't miss any of that. I honestly, no, I, I can see why Wendy got out of it. I, I haven't been auditioning. Most of the things they send me on, I just don't do it anymore because I, I don't want to do the audition, A, and I don't really want to be on set a lot. <laughs> I don't well, then, yeah. I don't really enjoy it anymore. I kind of, I, I should agent just tell my agent, be, look. You sh- I, your agent should be told this. I maybe, think. I think maybe we need to talk. It's like, <laughs> look, Dennis, I know you're working hard for me. But uh, he's been great, Dennis Troutman. If you're looking for an agent, oh, that's he works is hard that is that Nanette's son. Nanette's son? Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. He knows the business. They he, were great to me, and he's been wonderful for me. Uh, it, it, and I feel bad now because I'm like, God, I don't want to do any of this. I Maybe don't I should call him because he's probably giving me better stuff. But I'm telling yeah, you, yeah, he might. I am. Uh, anyway, he didn't want to take Liam on, um, and then Ryan wow. t- Ryan took him on and proceeded to get in three. Uh, yeah, I got took him a ton on. of stuff. Then he got on uh, Trill. He got on um, Chad. Chad. and uh, Reoccurring. Yeah. On Chad. And he got some uh, other smaller ones. He, he actually, skin of it, he's skating in <laughs> by the skin of his teeth. How do you say that? Yeah. Um, he was about to run out of money, and he just landed through Casting Frontier, a uh, <coughs> three-day extra shoot at 300 a day. So um, Where? Uh, down in L.A. Oh, good for him. Yeah, he's down there. So he's got an agent? No. This is just through Casting Frontier, a website that you submit oh, is that through. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah. It's only extra work. You know, it's not gonna get, you're not going to get a major role necessarily. But you meet people. Right. You meet a- people. And he gets to be on a set, and he gets to make $900 and stay down in L.A. a little bit longer. And then the good yeah, news, Yeah, that too, won't go far, but yes. The good news, in addition to that, is that this person, Brandon Rogers, that he's worked with many times lately and become friends with, uh-huh. um, he asked him, you know, you got a place in your basement. Um, what do you think? Uh, should uh, you Would you be open to a roommate? And Brandon said, not really looking for a roommate right now, but I am looking for an assistant. 
And after meeting Liam and seeing how he helped Jinx Monsoon yeah. with her Patreon content, and um, he's so now he is hiring Liam on uh, to become like a production assistant slash everything else. And it's going to be regular, regular, every week type work. See, that's great. So, I mean, he landed in it. He landed on his feet and uh, just oh, all, all like the relief of a parent. Sounds like grandma came through. Uh, grandma. Grandma. You got to have angels. A grandma angel? Uh, oh, well, yeah. Could you know be. something? Yeah. There's just all of a sudden, sometimes things just go, ex- you know, you just kind of break through that, that veil of, because we all get there. We all have that those times in our lives where you, you just can't see down yeah. the road anymore. Right. You don't know what, you know, you can't, Yeah. the projection is either fuzzy or completely gone. And it looks hopeless and it and looks then, scary. And, and you, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden some, it used to happen all the time with me because yeah. it would be, especially when I was in LA until I finally got the, I got the, I got the call, but it said, okay, you're done. It's done. You're done. You're in a, it's, you gotta go home. You got the call for Well, I just kind of figured it out. I mean, it finally, when it just, I wasn't, I was putting the, you know, I was putting in the phone calls. I was putting the time to try to get work yeah. and all this other stuff. And I was realizing to stay here, I have to be gone. And it was just like, yeah, okay, duh. That was part of my reason. Then be gone. Then just be gone and go to Portland. Yeah. You know, and it's so. It's nice to have the LA address and the uh, 213 um, area code phone number. Oh, I had eight one eight, but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to have that that credibility gives you something mm-hmm. around Portland. Well, it did down in the day, but it's yeah. not as much anymore. Not but as much anymore, yeah. But still, I think you start looking. You know, that's it's so different than um, I was talking to somebody this weekend about um, family dynamics and. Uh, you know, your childhood placement, where you were in the, in the numbers, you know, I was last. I was, a, I was my mother's, I was an oops. Right. You know, my, my mom was 39 when she had me, and in 1951, that was old. That was very mm. old. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah. she had a 10-year-old when she was 50. Right. That, and, you know, that kind of thing. It was, r- it was difficult. Yeah. So, um even nowadays it's different but it's so it's uh and my sister and my brother were both taught to be goal oriented you know it was this this whole thing and that's and uh just to cut to the chase uh my brother's partner asked one time she said she said so did you go to college and stuff i said yeah i did some college and she you know i said Barry and patty were really that was that was expected, mm-hmm. and that was the goal, even though they both got through with Barry. Patty had better grades than Barry did, but mm. it was always, you know. And then my my brother just was, he wasn't, he was smart. He just, school just, you know, it's that whole. He, he made enough to play football. He got a good enough grades to play football, oh, you know, that okay. kind of thing. It was just not. It wasn't his thing. The school thing wasn't his thing. But once he found, you know, what he what you know lit his fire yeah. which was easy right cuz he's interested he's interested in so much you know then he excelled he, he did really well in college oh, and patty yeah. did really well in college right. you know that kind of thing but it's just you know i i no i no it's know. not for everybody but you live on faith that's the, what yeah. i'm getting back yeah. to liam is that artists have a tendency you have a different belief system you have you have this, you know you have a product, or you know you have, you know that you have talent or whatever it is, right. and you just kind of live on faith going for a good portion of your career until you figure it out, because it takes a or while to figure uh, out your uh, artistic until your career. Until your career's over. <laughs> or until <laughs> your career. <laughs> I mean, you know. I don't think your career's over. I just want you well, to. Well, f- all, everybody's career winds down. That's not, yeah, I'm mine's not, winding down. I'm just yeah. saying all the way through my career, right. there's been month to month you have, you're living on faith. Right. As a, as a uh, self-employed person, somebody working in the arts especially, mm-hmm. you're always going to be living on faith. It's different. And we told him that. Now, this is your life, Liam. You're choosing it, but you get done with the project, you're unemployed. 
you know, you get done with a job, you're not working. And you and I, it, it's it's <coughs> nightly. Yeah, right. You know, it can be nightly. Yeah, right. So you just have to go, okay, you know. I remember that I went that wonderful uh, documentary they did with Joan Rivers when she held up the calendar that was empty, and she goes, this is death. To a comedian, this is death. Yeah. And she was yeah, right. Yeah. Having an empty calendar, it's you, you look at that and go, you just get the rock in your stomach. Yeah. But um, so I, you know, that the fact that he's moved, moving it back to him, this is such a wonderful. You're giving your, he's, he's, I hope he sees that his, his, you know, his energy and his faith is in his career. He has to keep that, he has to keep that confidence. Mm-hmm. But and he also has to understand that it's going to end, and he has to keep yeah, – there has to be and, a momentum. You know, we've uh, tried to keep that balance because I didn't want to get him thinking that it's all you know, doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted him, you know, to say, you'll never make it. You know, I, I love the fact that he has a belief in himself yeah. and he envisions success. He really does envision himself that's being very successful. That's a big, huge thing. And I do I – Whatever you do, that's the most important thing you can have in life. In whatever in right, endeavor. exactly, artist or otherwise, you yeah. have to envision what you really want your life to be, and he's done that. So, God, it, she's nineteen. I just have Unreal. a really mediocre vision. <laughs> <laughs> My vision is I just like, well, mediocrity. really middle. Of, I just stay in the middle, Seuss. Don't go any higher than that. that. My, that's my biography. Aim for the middle. Don't be disappointed. <laughs> that's, that's my motivational book. <laughs> that's your creative mantra. Shoot low. <laughs> Shoot low that way. There's no expectations. <laughs> oh, God. I, I still have a little bit left of that. No, this is just your bullshit them. that you it do all the time. It stays in my lungs forever and ever, and yeah. it tickles in my lungs. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so what else were we were going to so tell you? Did you have a good? Yeah, did you have a good um, week? Did you have any? All I've been doing the last two or three weeks has been we got the free picnic table from our neighbors, so I sanded it down and varnished it. Well, you better hurry because summer's like almost a, over. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a two-step process, but no, Tur- there's a lot of sanding. And varnishing all the little, like the chairs in between the slats and everything, and keeping it from dripping and, and doing two co you know, everything. And then I had to buy a new drill. I have this drill that my dad, dad gave me from the 50s. And in order to tighten the drill bit in there, uh-huh. you get this little, um, like, thing with gears that's about a half an inch wide. Oh, for God's And God you're supposed to twist it, and it keeps coming out. And it keeps coming. So you can never really tighten the bit down. You should have just borrowed mine. I've I hated have that thing ever since I he gave it to you me. Sh- I sh- I'm so sorry you didn't call me. Well, I have I I've have been everything. I've with this for tw- I, I, 30 years. You could have had mine. I could have done a lot of things. I didn't. I, okay. I kept using this damn I'm drill so until the other day. Three or four times in a row, I would start drilling, and the bit just comes out of the drill and yeah. sticks in the wood. And so finally, I just threw the drill, and I said, that's it. I, I'm done. I I'm could. getting it a drill. It took you a long time. It took to me way too long. Well, it was a sentimental thing. My I dad know. gave it to me. It's from the 50s. It's whatever. That's shit. So <laughs> I went to <laughs> Park Rose Hardware, spent 100 bucks, got two drills, th- a set of two yeah. that are reversible and they're at variable speed. I have. You can I've drill. I got I Black and Decker. Ka- yep. <laughs> Catherine's out there watching me. Instead of screwing by hand all these screws in, right. I'm just using the drill and just going, just looking at her like, oh my God. Oh my God, this is exciting. <laughs> Do one more. And that's all it would take. The, the whole screw would be in the. Oh, that's so oh, wonderful. I was putting brackets on the chairs. So that has been my life for the last week. That is so funny. Two weeks. And it's done. I finally put the final touches on today, sitting out in the sun. It will sit in the we're sun. clean up and we're going to invite some people over, I think, maybe. Yeah, maybe not this week. Cool it's going to be. Yeah, right. I have to go to a wedding on <coughs> Thursday. Out oh, of, out oh it's Edge an indoor wedding. No, it's out at Edgefield. Yikes. It's outdoors. Yikes. I mean, it'll be. I mean, on it's Thursday? Thursday. Oh, that's like the peak of it. No, I think. Tuesday. I think it's going to be Tuesday. No, okay. Well, all week we're looking at about 100 degrees. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, ni- yeah, between 98 and 100. Yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah boy. Thursday's 97. We've we got, so we got runways melting in England. We. I know. I. Uh, bridges collapsing. Yeah, that was, that's, yeah, yeah that's. Right? I'm worried about my siding, but. Um, yeah. <sighs> 
It'll, it'll be all right. Well, sure. Okay. Yeah, right. you'll be fine. I'm not worried. Uh, uh, okay, good. Good for you. <laughs> I don't have to replace yeah, it. Yeah, I, I neither. Yeah, uh, no. I'm not worried about it. Anyway, bit. yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be hot this week. Yeah, yeah, it's not 117 hot. Thank God no, we're not that having was crazy. a dome. That was crazy. That was. That was scary. That was frightening. Full-on scary, like, oh, boy, what's I next? I mean, when you showed up today, yeah. we could have sat outside. It was lovely out on my porch because mm-hmm. yeah, there's right. a breeze. You get in the shade and everything? It's a breeze. It's nice, yeah, and I'll probably go out there today. So I have to tell you this one story okay. about uh, leaving the door open. We leave our door open, our front door open in the evenings, and we, our street we hear a lot of people yelling and get like high school kids making a lot of ruckus and yeah. driving by and people honking their horns and and we were such a narrow crazy street. homeless person c- coming by the other night we're watching tv close to midnight and uh we hear some yelling from our corner right right next to our house and um it sounded agitated you could tell it's this isn't just kids having fun yelling yeah. it's just an agitated argument yelling mm-hmm. and i looked out in the porch and i couldn't quite make out what was going on i couldn't see around the bushes did you get o- out t- out on the porch to look yeah Okay. I did, but I still couldn't see around our trees have grown up mm-hmm. now, and I couldn't see. So I went to the other window. I still couldn't make out what was going on. What was going on was that our neighbor Dave was walking his golden retriever like he does in the evenings. Mm-hmm. And we've had so much crime in our neighborhood. Oh, God. So much, so many catalytic thefts, people walking into people's houses and taking their computer while oh they're my there. Oh, my God. We've had uh, so a lot of property crime. And it, he's fed up with it. You know, he... Actually right. took a baseball bat out one night when there was a guy stealing a catalytic, and the guy lifted up the sawzall and said, "What are you going to do about it?" And finished what he was doing and sped off. And Dave was like, "Well, what am I going to do about it? I got a baseball bat. Do I really? Am I really going to crush somebody's head because they're stealing something? You know?" A catalytic converter, yeah. But no. he he has he's had a, a, a load of it. He's sick of it our whole neighborhood's like god it's just pins and needles you know and you can't call the cops because they don't <coughs> come because they don't come so what happened was there was a car red car down at the end of the street smoke billowing out the windows loud music playing and he decides he's going to go and approach him and say oh, hey fuck. what are you doing here which no y- not y- a good idea y- you can't do that so he walks you up just take pictures of the get everything. the license plate yeah, everything yeah you know, and keep an eye see if they're breaking into houses but he walks up to the window he won't do this again. A uh, couple of young black so women. So this is on the corner. Yeah, this right is by our house. Yeah, right, um, sitting in their car, and they swear at him and speed off. Yeah. And then they speed back, and they get out of the car, and they each have a handgun, and they point them at his chest and say, you want to die today? And uh, he's like, uh, I'm just walking my dog. And so they then he keeps... He manages to leave. The dog didn't <coughs> go after them? He didn't. And I'm looking back, super glad I didn't come back down, come down there and go, Dave, what's going on? You need help, you know. I'm so glad I didn't get involved. It would have escalated everything. <coughs> but, uh, yeah, and then they sped off, and nobody got their license plate or anything. But you can't do that. I think he learned a very b- important lesson that day. Y- you cannot, <coughs> you, you're not a vigilante. Y- you can't. You know, say they were there for a criminal intent, which, I don't know, they had a couple of handguns. They weren't there delivering newspapers, you know, at midnight. It, it you don't go up to a car. You don't, you don't, it wasn't a profiling. He didn't even know they were black until he got up to the window. But it, you don't do that. You just can't. If they are criminals, bad things can happen. If they're not criminals, leave them alone, you know. I would be putting... If I was, I would have a neighborhood watch kind of neighborhood thing going yeah. on. Yeah, we've got ha- I would have, and I would just put in some money, and I would buy cameras. Yeah, we've got one. Our next door neighbor has a camera, but it's only aimed at his parking spot. No, I would do it on the <laughs> corner. I would put it up on those but on those phone poles, on those telephone neighbor. poles and stuff like that. Yeah. I would. I would do it. I, yeah. uh, my neighbor That's across the street. That's what we need to do, yeah. My neighbor across the street yeah. has... Um, People freak out because as you walk across, walk in front of her house, right. she had a, a very dangerous boyfriend Yeah, that she should have gotten rid of a long time ago. But anyway, but she finally got rid of him and he ended yeah. up going to jail. And I think right. I, and then it, I think it, he actually got shot. Yeah. But, um, but she w- feared for her life. So she yeah. had cameras put up all over her house. And that's your only protection. But her, my, f- the front of my house is covered. She, right. all her cameras 
cover my house. Yeah. And she came over one day and she goes, I want you to know your whole house, the front of your house is covered with my cameras. Right. I, I can see and I can zoom in. I that's said, good. oh, that's a good thing. Yeah. So I, I have, I'm going to, I have my blink. I'm going to put it in the back, but yeah, but you know, we had people, catalytic converter guys coming up and down the streets and dumping cars on the street. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm out there. Kent calls me and goes, hey, listen, there's a couple abandoned cars and there's some guys on the street. Don't go out on the porch, but try to get try to get pictures. Try to take some yeah, pictures while right. I go out on the porch. I'm in my nightgown. I go uh-huh. out on the porch. I'm going to take pictures of you guys. <laughs> you know, and it was really stupid of me to do that. But I did get some good pictures of them. Oh, uh, that's good. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. But, um, yeah, it's... Uh, and you know, it's, you can, it's property. <coughs> it's crap. It's stuff. It's not worth. And you know, I would not worth your life. I couldn't shoot someone because they were stealing my catalytic converter. I couldn't. If do they it. were hurting my animal or my <coughs> child, mm-hmm. yes, no, not if it's it was threatening stuff, people. It was threatening stuff. you or your family. It's stuff. That, it might be different. I I don't want a handgun around though. I still, no, I, I'm not comfortable having one around, even though. Well, it probably turned on me. Yeah. Who knows? Right. I mean. Your chances of getting hurt by it are a lot higher than getting hurt when not, there's no gun around. I, I, yeah. shown that a million times. Yeah. Well, we um, were just, <coughs> we, before we got going. Yeah, here, we were just talking we about. We were talking about how many, there's been 51 homicides. 51, 53. As of July, yeah. 51. In Portland. Yeah, in Portland alone, 51 homicides since January 1st. And like 40-something of them were guns. Handguns. Handguns, 47. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Dave could have been a fatality the other night. Easily. And he he even told his wife, you know, afterwards, so you know, I can't do that anymore. I got to rethink. Yeah, and I'm sure his wife thing. was just like going, yeah, no kidding. No kidding. You have two teenage daughters, dude. Come on. You know, it's great that you're big and strong and brave, but come on. You know, that's, it's not, you can't. There's nothing to be gained by it. And you're not uh, taking back <coughs> the neighborhood because there's too yeah. many. You're 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 fighting against too many numbers. Goes back to the whole lawlessness thing that we were talking about and last we, week, and we are, and we're lawless. still talking about it. If we don't convict the man himself, there's no law in this country. No. If he can break a couple dozen, make a couple of dozen felonies, huge, and not get put in jail for sedition. it, sedition. There's no justice. Sedition in this country, is. Period. Yeah, it's. He's a traitor. <coughs> he was a yeah, traitor. Right. And, it's and the case they laid out was just really great. And it, they will continue they to. They will continue to, yeah. yeah. Um, but now it goes to the DOJ, and they got to do something instead of just going, well, you know, it's pretty hard to prove. Going back to the, just back to the neighborhood thing, I was, I was in St. John's driving around, putting yeah. up flyers this weekend, and I saw two police officers, different, you know, two cop cars. I can't tell you the last time I saw police officers, Police cars in my neighborhood, anywhere wow. in North in uh-huh. St. John's. You guys need directions. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I rolled as I was coming through an intersection. I slowed down and rolled my window down because she had her window down. The police officer had her window down, and I said, "I'm really glad to see you over here." And yeah. she said, "Thank you." I said, "No, I am really glad to see you over here." Yeah. And she says, "I understand." And. I mean, I just thought, thank you for being here. It, yeah. your, just your presence makes right. me feel better. Yeah. You know, that we haven't been completely forgotten because yeah. our precinct is off of MLK. Right. We used to have a precinct over here, oh, but okay. they took, took it out yeah. in about 2000. I think we lost it around 2010. Yeah. And it has never come back. Right. And so. We're just over on MLK, and they never, they never, they come up Lombard maybe halfway. Yeah. But they never make it into St. John's. They never come into St. John's. It, yeah. The only, uh, the only other time you'll see them is over on, once in a while, you'll see that once in a while, like Blue Moon, yeah. you'll see them on Columbia Boulevard. Yeah. But we, anyway. We had a couple show up during that instant afterwards when he recalled. But other than that, oh, no, good. Well, they called. They he they actually <coughs> showed up. Yeah. Well, that's they nice. took a report. I, you know, there's nothing they can really do, and they're they're begging for more money. Well, Ted Wheeler, mm-hmm. yeah, needs to step down. I agree. He just can't. He's not doing. There, he and the city council, you know, and we're gonna get a new. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. just once again, 
if I hear another comedian, and I heard this this week, uh, say, you know, the lack of cops is because he defunded the police. No, that is not what defunding means, and it's a horrible phrase for what they did. Yeah, I know. They just handed them this horrible weapon. The police, police, yes. What they did is all the money that the police departments were getting from the the local governments and the federal governments was just being allocated for ammunition and outfits and all this other yeah. crap and their you know cars they weren't they weren't there was actually no social programs yeah. there was nothing that gave these police officers any kind of training any yeah. kind of help to to handle homelessness which is the majority or confrontation or fentanyl overdoses yeah. and all this other <coughs> stuff yeah. they i mean they had no that's what that means, is that that's, yeah. we are not taking away money so that the cl- police officers aren't being paid. The police yeah. officers are being paid. They didn't lose salaries. Yeah, there's fewer of them. Because a lot of them didn't agree with the policies, and they left Portland. Yeah, right. Because they were right-wing s- assholes. There's a real infiltration into the police uh Oh yeah, they uh, were all proud boys. Full on, yeah, full on racist. Yeah, yeah. you know, they groups. got in it to have the power and the gun. Yeah, right. And uh, yeah, good riddance to them. Um, yeah, I, Spokane can have them. Yeah, we don't need them. Um, but yeah, there's also a little bit of uh, I gotta uh, say I think there's a little bit of like, oh yeah, uh, defund the police. Well, let's just see uh, how things work out for you then. I think there's a little bit of. I well, know they're they're working, but I think there's a little well bit we of have like we now have that s- that citizens we have that citizens um, group that yeah. that they call for domestic violence they call for uh-huh. they call for mental illness they call for, you know you're not going to get a an, you're not going to get a, you might get a police car yeah but you're not going to get four armed police cars f- for some guy who's mentally deranged right. and ill you know with guns pointed at him yeah. You're gonna get, you're gonna get people that come in and de-escalate the situation because they're psychologists <laughs> yeah. and they have training. We understand. What it's uh, been working in Eugene for ten years, and they finally said, "Oh, this is a good program. Let's put yeah. this." And that's what that money is going towards. We need more of it, and yes, we need more police officers, and yes, they need to pay them better. I but believe and in that. And I don't know, you know, somewhere along the line, I think because of the protests, the and because protests, of the, yes. the people that were throwing rocks at them, I can understand. I've always felt like, God, well, those guys had a hard job. Well, fifteen months of that. I've can always felt like these guys have a really difficult job, high horrible stress, job. and um, you know I appreciate what they're doing, but lately they've been talking about how underappreciated they feel, and I don't know that they understand that the majority of us don't hate the police, that we're grateful that there are police, and that w- most of us don't feel that way. <laughs> but we also, they also need better training to handle oh, those, those protests. Yeah, well, for sure. You know, um, yeah. that that guy that went free, just G- Gibbons, mm, yeah, Joey right, Gibbons yeah, or something right, like that, yeah. who was a, um, a Patriot Prayer leader, mm-hmm. uh, went up against, they, call, they say Antifa. Antifa, <laughs> folks, is not an organization. It's just a term. It's not a it, group. He went it up no against, meetings. yeah, they, they, they went head to head. And they were both, at, at, but this guy is a bad guy. This guy, this, this, yeah. this guy yeah. that got acquitted is a bad guy. He is a bad jackass. And so, um, but anyway, yeah, it's, uh, it makes me, um, and I'm having a, we're doing the festival this year. This comes back kind of full circle, too, is that I have a lot of people coming. We have a lot of, f- you and I have a lot of people coming to that festival this yeah. summer. Right. And I'm hoping there aren't any incidents. I mean, yeah. I, that's another that's another layer that I have to wonder. It is. Because. <coughs> it is. You have you to know, think about it. People. Well, our whole area, one of the reasons we have to break down every single night of the, I mean, Friday and Saturday night, we have to put everything away except for the the stand the the stage, yeah. and that's too heavy to carry. Right. So, but yeah. we have to take everything else down and store yeah. it because they'll steal the tables and chairs. They'll steal everything. Yeah, right. yeah. So, on a good note, the taggers last year tagged the um, the street barriers that they mm-hmm. put up. 
they tagged the street barriers. I've told this story before, I know. And our, that our banner was on, but they, they lifted the banner up and tagged underneath it. Because <laughs> they Yeah, because they, they like comedy. Okay. So I thought that was kind of cool. But anyway, yeah. so that's... Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's coming up, man, oh man. It is. It's, it's worth plugging again, St. John's Comedy Festival. Yeah, tickets are still available, but they are going. We're, we're doing, at yes. it's, we're clipping right along. Would you like to reiterate uh, where and when each show is? Yeah, um, St. John's Comedy Festival is going to take place at two different venues this year. Uh, August 25th, we will be over at the beautiful... Uh, Curious Comedy Theater, right? For an amazing show with a with wonderful Nancy Nancy Norton. She is yes, Nancy Norton and um and Portland's on the precipice of going you know to the very next level, Becky Bronstein, and um and um wonderful comic from Portland Julia Corral, uh who is just. A wonderful, wonderful gal. Uh, that's August 25th. And that's an air conditioning. Thursday for those, night, for yeah. people that don't want to sit outside and get, you know, uh, mosquito bites. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, um, and then Saturday, Friday and Saturday is over, back over in in the heart of St. John's at Stormbreakers uh, yeah. Brewery. Outdoors, brewery on outdoor seating. Outdoor seating. Um, yeah. in it was such a beautiful setting last year, too. Well, we we're going to, yeah, we tried to make a, a silk purse out of a sow's ear. Yeah, and well, it's just an alleyway. It's basically a, a side nice street patio yeah. that we tried to get. We cleaned yeah. it all up and spruced. And well, we did the best we could. But it, no, it was a really nice. I thought everybody really enjoyed and felt comfortable being out there. I think they did. I think yeah. it was, it, it was and it show. did really well. And it sold yeah. out. So, um, and we have great lineup. So you can get your tickets at stjohnscomedy.com. And no, it's, it's St. John's Comedy Fest, stjohnscomedyfest.com. Right, yeah. And you can follow us on Facebook at St. John's Comedy Festival. And you can, on Instagram, at St. John's Comedy Fest. You can do that. And yeah. um, we're going to post some videos. I have some great comics this year, just great comics. Mm-hmm. We had great comics just last year. It's a really year. good bill, yeah. It's a really good bill. I so I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, and they're all, they're all pros. I can't wait to see Nancy in particular. Nancy is going to blow it up. Oh, she's just so much fun, so good. She's, you know, she's she's so polished and so smart. Oh God, she's a good. Yeah, player. she's. If you love comedy of like Kathleen Madigan right, and yeah, Wanda really. Sykes, and mm-hmm. um, there's really nobody like Nancy. She's just so. Mm-hmm. She's a great writer. Yeah. She's a great performer. Yep. Yep. It's going to be a lot of fun. So come on out to that. Um, uh, I have been um, walking my fat little legs around, uh, getting posters up and getting flyers up and talking mm-hmm. to people. And um, uh, we're still looking for some volunteers for that Friday afternoon and Saturday afternoon yeah, to try to put setting up chairs and tables. Um, nice. I have paid positions. There's paid positions. So, I hear that? yeah, um, St. John's Comedy Fest at gmail.com is the email if you want to email us if you want to volunteer. Um, yeah. Other than that, Art and I have our work cut out for us, but we're we're gonna yeah, we're gonna do still it. Some work to do to get ready for this thing and promote it and yeah. get it out there. And um, I had an interesting. We'll we'll get off of that now because we I have a I have a little story that um, I had. You and I both grew up in the Pacific Northwest. Well, yep. I mean, we were you <laughs> know you grew up in Bend. I grew up in Longview, Washington. Yeah. And there's, I mean, I've been all over. We've been all over the Pacific Northwest. We've been right. on just about every back road. The only thing I haven't done a whole lot of back roads or roads is eastern, southern eastern Oregon. I haven't spent a whole lot of time uh, over there. Yeah. But Washington, I've been all over. So I got a gig in Natchez, Washington at a resort this last weekend. Simon, Simon Kaufman, um, Kom- uh, Komodo Comedy. Um, hired me to do this great little resort called Whistlin' Jack's Resort. Mm-hmm. And it's on the Natchez River. And it's kind of 45 minutes out of Yakima. Right. But it's in the mountains. Right. And um, I was, um, I was, you know, I Googled how to get there. And okay, well, 
which is the best way to go, looked at the map and stuff like that. Each each one was either go up the gorge and go over Seda's Pass through Yakima, go up that way. And they're both about three and a half hours, okay? Right. So I thought, well, I haven't. The other one was go up I-5, take Highway 12 mm-hmm. across through White Pass. And I thought, oh, I haven't been over White Pass for a long time. Yeah. That sounds like a nice ride. <coughs> so. Right. So I left kind of early. I thought, well, it was around 11.30. I think I left at 11.30 on Friday because I didn't want to hit Portland traffic on Friday because after 12 o'clock, it's a nightmare. So I get out of town and get up there. Almost missed the 12 exit because I thought it was further up, and it wasn't. But I get I get on 12, and I'm just having this lovely drive. It's beautiful. It's farmland. Right. There's fruit stands. Sometimes that's one of the nice things about comedy is getting to see areas you would never think to go. Well, and I was just stressed to the max on Friday. I don't know what the Mm. hell was wrong with me, but I was just, I was completely at my limit. You've got so many plates in the air right now, of course. Well, I just was like, I was just, I had hit the wall. And so I, the drive actually was like, okay, this is what I needed. And I rolled the windows down. It was beautiful out. And all of a sudden I looked at my GPS and and I still had cell service and stuff. And it said, um, you know, in like 15 miles, I take a left onto 410. And I went, wait a minute. I thought I was going over White Pass, which is on 12. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it said, go 410. I went, huh. That's okay. no 410. So that's, I way, that's way back there. I went, how am I supposed to? 400. No, I just, I went, okay, 50 miles. I take a left. All right. So uh-huh. I get up there, and I'm up on this mountain. And now it's it starts to really, you know, you're up on a mountain, and you've got these lanes. That once in a while, you have a, a, you know, a passing lane, but not many. And it goes, to, it, you're in two lanes, and all of a sudden, you take this left. And the minute I take this left, I am on this little tiny road. And I'm going in and up. I'm going inland and up into this beautiful forest. And I have no cell service, mm. but my GPS is still working. Right. And I'm wondering, if I have absolutely no cell service, why is my GPS working? Yeah. And so I questioned where the hell I was. And then I realized, I'm up in Paradise Valley at the bottom of Mount Rainier. This is where I am now. Mm. And it truly was absolutely gorgeous. I can imagine. And there was very little traffic. (laughs) But I just keep climbing to the point where my ears... Just a couple of people running from the law. My ears are (laughs) going, ooh, this is not a place to break down. (laughs) No, it is not. And I was like, okay, just take a breath. You're okay. You're okay. You know, we get so so dependent on our GPS. And so I thought, just go with it, Susan. This makes sense, kind of. We're just going to figure this out. And then I'm going up and up and up. And all of a sudden, the drop-offs. Now, they built Paradise Valley. And this whole Paradise, this whole area Uh was constructed with the WPA-like Mount Hood. Okay. WPA, and this is Roosevelt. They put in retaining walls that are rock that they had literally, they blasted mountains out uh-huh. during this yeah, time. Right. And they hired, they hired people. That was wha- how we got out of the depression was the WPA was created yeah, right. to put work. people to work. Yeah. So I'm looking at these rock walls and these drop offs are huge. Oh God. But then I see guys on bikes, bicyclists. I'm thinking, uh-huh. well, damn it, the bicyclists are okay. I'm fine. What the Uh-oh, hell? I mean, these guys. Yeah, that's yeah, I'm thinking, I'm okay. Way to think of it. You know, I'm thinking, well, okay. I'm so, fine in, in my I mean, there's bicyclists, but oh they yeah, have no cell service either, you know. <laughs> but I'm thinking, this is just, and this road is really narrow. Right, I mean, perfect I have for like a bike. Yeah, and I'm I'm going. Oh, please don't let there be a big SUV. And of course, here comes a big SUV. Oh God! And there's and we we literally missed each other oh, by inches. And he yeah. slowed down, and I slowed down. And my eyes are like this big, and his eyes are like this big. He's coming down the mountain, and so I'm going up. So you're closer to the edge. I'm on the edge. Yeah. Oh my God. And I'm going. Okay. All right. Just it's going to be okay. And luckily, my little vibe is not wide. But so. Uh, and now uh, I'm, I'm kind of going, okay, well, now we start kind of making the descent, but I still don't have cell service. 
So this whole story is too long. I get to the place. It was a lovely gig. It was so much fun. We were out on right. this beautiful river. I had a lovely room, had no self-service. I had a book, and this is what I'm telling everybody. Once or twice this summer, turn everything off. Step away from all your devices. Pick up a book. Right. And enjoy your life again. And the but other point you made earlier, you had cell service. You had no cell service, but you had, your location service worked. Yes, so and we're going to get to that. You. Yeah, we're getting there. Now, that's just what I, wonder, I was wondering. So yeah. this has bothered me ever since I got back. Yeah, right. I thought, well, why did my GPS work? Yeah. But I had no cell service, you and I had no, I couldn't talk to anybody. Yeah. And I thought... And all of a sudden, you know how you put a, a question out to the universe? Kind of, you've been, I've been ruminating on this. And this morning, an article popped up about Google. Ah. And all the websites, you know how they track your data. You know how all of a sudden you everything start getting about you. everything. Your, your phone's they listening. They know more about you than Their you phones know are listening. Now, you. we're going to get all kinds of stuff about, you know, whatever we talk oh, about. Oh, you can mention that I'm thinking about getting a barbecue, and then you'll start getting emails. Yeah, because your phone you just say it out loud. Uh-huh. I mean, that happens. I know, all the time. Yeah. But I started wondering, why my, again, why did my GPS? Right. So now I do this search, and I'm going to do a deeper, deeper dive on it. But so many websites that we use, like Amazon and all this other stuff, the analytics that they, they collect and all yeah. the data they collect, there's a deeper level to it. Oh, yeah. And they can tell. If the police department knew about how they could actually contact the analytic department on Amazon right. to find somebody. To find out who's about to blow their could, top. Well, they could find somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's that. You can, yeah. you know. Um, Maybe I they'll start getting that I think that's how the FBI found a lot of the people that they were looking for from from. Uh, January, January 6th. 6th. Yeah, yeah. I think, and the fact that they can't recover those fucking texts is absolutely insane. And yeah, there's something. There's heads Secret Service, yeah, that that's, that's insane. Because, you know, if they can track you yeah. anywhere in the world, right? how come they, they can, they have the technology. They do, they have facial technology. They well, they've got cloud. Technology. Yeah. I mean, cl- the cloud. Yeah, if any of them have a phone on them, which, who doesn't? Yeah, they all had phones on yeah, them. Yeah, of course they did. And so anyway, plus the text, I just don't understand that. I at just all. Don't, I don't want to get too talk too much about the January sixth hearings, but no. I just want to say my favorite moment. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're gonna when say. When Josh Hawley was pumping his fist in the air. Yeah, yeah, come on, everybody. And the next image they show is him scurrying across the scurrying. hallway. Scurrying. Oh, oh my god, they're coming. Oh, oh, He's oh. at a dead fucking run. <laughs> he is at a dead run. Oh no, I didn't think they were running coming away. For me. I know. <laughs> That's so so indicative of the entire Republican Party now. Chicken shit. Super shits. brave until well, push comes to shove. Well, yeah, as and long as there's a camera and a sound bite. Just the hypocritical. It's just I just <sighs> laughed my ass off when I saw that. I know. We, everybody did. It's <laughs> probably the one of the most watched videos in the, in the world right now is Josh Hawley. <laughs> Can you imagine his kids seeing that? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, down the line, having kids. Ooh. Well, he has kids. Uh, they're little yeah. now, but they're going to yeah. look that shit up someday. Yeah, someday they're going to go. This was you. Oh, Did you run, I thought Dad? You were in a band. I know. You told me <laughs> 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 anyway. Yeah. So. Um, hey, speaking of the internet, yep. I'm going to change subject. Please do, if you don't mind. I read a really interesting article, and I just brought it up. Catherine sent this to me because she found mm-hmm. it. Uh, it's in a website called Time Off. And the, the, uh, the person who wrote it is Judy Berman. What she's talking about is how many comedians now, top-tier comics. Why like do I know? Why did Judy Berman sound familiar? It sounds really familiar. Really familiar. Uh, well, there's a f- well, Peter Berman is a comic. Yeah, I wonder. Anyway, I wonder if that's – anyway, go ahead. I don't know. Um, it, the whole article is all about how many really big-name comics like um, Dave Chappelle um, – Louis Black? Uh, they don't mention Louis Black necessarily. I think like Bill Burr. Some of the comics that are really doubling down on their controversial material, they're getting a lot of hate from certain groups. Yeah, they are. Uh, because there's kind of stirring it up and they're kind of pushing people's buttons. And how get uh, there's a, a term that she called, called um, not uh, laughter, but clapter. 
which is where people clap for a yeah, joke, oh even yeah. though it's not making them laugh. They clap because they want to be on that side of the uh, uh, of history. It's saying, a belief. Yes, I support this idea. Yeah, he's well. Yeah, they're not, they're it, they're they're stating a platform. Yeah, they're stating a you know an opinion as yeah. opposed to a punchline. Right, and it's a time for strong opinions. But right they're now. making it funny. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> well, Bill Burr, Bill Burr on that. Yeah, um, he's one they met, Netflix. Netflix uh, is a joke. Yeah. On that special uh -huh. on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. He he talks about um, one of the things. One of the ones that made me laugh. I went. Why didn't I think of that? It wasn't. Didn't make me laugh. I went. Right. Why didn't I think of that? Uh -huh. Was um, uh, people, uh, you know, vaccine dis deniers. He was talking about during the during right. the vac during the pandemic. Saying vaccines haven't ever cured anything, he goes polio, and he went off uh -huh. and on, and people yeah. just exploded with yeah. with with applause. With applause, yeah. But it's funny she mentions him early, yeah, because he's a pretty good example of someone who I've never thought is funny. He's never made me laugh, not even. Oh, once. Bill Burr had one of the best Letterman since I'd ever well, seen in my life. Okay, and maybe he, he made he me was, laugh. But since he became but, politically mm, incorrect guy, um, he is a proponent no. of ideas. He also condoned wife beating, so I'm sorry. You know, yeah, yeah. He, he's all about... Smacking. Yeah, mm -hmm. getting the clapter and not so much getting them to laugh. And, and what ends up happening in his case, I'm, it seems like, and with uh, Chappelle and a lot of them, is they kind of take this, they get a little bit sanctimonious about their own kind of positions on things. You know, they're like, uh, yeah, well, this is what I think. What are you going to do? I really believe it. And um, it's, you know... What she was saying, and I don't necessarily agree with. See, is Wanda does it, but Wanda does it funny. She's so great. She Wanda does, does it, it so funny. funny. Yeah, she really does. Yeah, and and so does Lewis Black. Yes, Lewis Black um, is amazing for that matter. He's an educator, though. Yeah, and what she was saying, and I, I don't know that I agree with her. This, take it this far: is that there's a lack of um, various styles, like self-deprecating humor, for instance. And mm -hmm. I'm going to say that's not true. I'm going to say there's plenty of examples of comedians that aren't doing that kind of shock comedy just for the to getting like you get tweets on those, and and your publicist loves it whether it's positive or negative. Right, yeah. You're getting the attention, you're getting mentioned in a magazine article, but like um, <coughs> I think there's uh, Pat Oswalt. Uh, yeah, Nate Bargatze. Yeah, he all, he's he's all about being kind of awkward and com uncomfortable out in public, and it's silly and it's fun. Um, you know, even uh, um, Kyle Kinane, a lot of what he talks about is, is feeling, and he, he makes fun of other people too, but he makes fun of himself. You know, I think there's, comedy has become what it has become is a lot more diverse, like music. There's rock music, there's jazz, there's country, there's blues. There's a lot of, I think she's missing that there's, comedy's become huge. And there's so many variations of it, and there's mm -hmm. so many styles out there that I think she needs to take a look. And I understand her art. Her article. It's so hard to see so many. It's thought provoking and interesting. It's uh, yeah. I I uh, I I watched. I've, I'm still in the process of watching that. Netflix is a joke. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll check that out. Yeah, hold on. Excuse me, I had to sneeze. And, hey, um, you're due. You're due like a hundred of those. I know. <laughs> I owe you a hundred of those. <laughs> so, um, but I noticed that um, the women are still going to that, to that, um, that, and I do too. I, it's still that. We still have that tendency to um, not body shame, but compare. Uh. You know, mm -hmm. we're still on that, that kind of a, it, it's funny. I, it's, it, that's why I think I love Kathleen Madigan so much. Me too. In, because Madigan, just so Madigan funny. talks about how crazy her family is, how yeah. crazy, I mean, how crazy she, you know, was raised in her, you know, the, the stupid stuff that, I mean, <laughs> you know, that she, I just, I just love that. Louis Block, I adore because. Yeah. Louis Black educates when he yeah. when he does when he does his rants, which yeah. I I hardly ever miss that on on oh, yeah. on online as I watch his rants all the time. He's, he educates and he he his helps Facebook, people yeah. feel some of the same release that you know we need. Yes, to feel about and these he topics. does it. And he and he <coughs> reads he reads people's you know people write rants to him right. and he, during his show and then he write he reads them. Yeah. 
in his voice. Yeah. It's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. And he's just, you know, he's brilliant. And, he uh, but yeah, there's, um, I think comedy can still heal. I think there is still a need for people to have that, oh, thank God somebody said it, kind of a clap. Mm-hmm. I still think yeah. laughter. This, this show that I did on Saturday night, or on um, Friday night, up in, in Natchez at this resort, uh, was done on the patio outdoors yeah. right next to this river. And it was yeah. beautiful. It was windy. And it turned out it, was, it got chilly because the wind didn't dry down, and I'm, we're working in the wind. Yeah. But um, the comment that I got after the show, which always makes me happy, and these were... These were kind of my age, and there were some younger people there, too. And it was, it was a nice crowd. There was probably 40, 45, 50 people there. Yep. And um, they came up, and afterwards, this one kid came up to me especially, and he wanted to buy everything I had. <laughs> it was just so no, funny. God, but he goes, he says, I don't, have to, I don't have to work out tomorrow. And I said, what? He says, my abs hurt. Oh, wow. And I said... Yeah. He goes, I laughed so hard. And the problem when you're working outside is I thought I bombed. Right, yeah. Because it's outdoors in the wind, and (coughs) I couldn't hear the laughter. (coughs) Yeah. And it was getting dark, and I couldn't see as many people as I, you know. But that was, everybody came up to tell me how hard they laughed. And I thought, (coughs) oh, I'm so glad. I didn't know. (coughs) I didn't, under you know, I didn't get that. And, uh I worked with a G- Jamal Coleman. I'm going to give him a shout out. He was great, uh, and um, he had a great set. Yeah. And I just, um, but we b- when he came off, he says it's so weird because you can't hear him, and they were literally only you know six feet away from us, but you couldn't hear him because the wind and there's they but they were laughing. By the end of my set, we went and started late, and we started. You know, because they had to put up more speakers because of the wind. So uh, it turned out that, you know, we started late, and I didn't get off stage until a quarter to 11. That was late. Yeah, it's really late. And so, um, but they hung in. But by that time, they had gone to get blankets out of their car and all kinds of stuff because they were freezing, you know. Right. I was freezing. But um, anyway, I but I still think what I got from that was people said I really needed that. Yeah. They really need to laugh. People cannot believe that they haven't laughed that yeah. hard for so long. Right. And you yeah. just go, that makes me feel so good that you yeah. laugh that hard because I've heard this shit and it's not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so, uh-huh. okay, but you need to up your game because I'm not that funny. Uh-huh. You need to really go. <laughs> you don't get you, out. You, you, you got to get out more. <laughs> but anyway, so, um, yeah, that was, uh, I think, well. I think that. What what do you call it again? Applause, applause, clapter, clapter. Okay, that's yeah, that's, that's a, a great, that's really a interesting term. Mm-hmm. And like you say, there is a need for it. Uh, you know who else is really good at uh, touching on topics in a way that's funny, but also uh, gives you a good feeling of release? Is mm-hmm. Augie Smith? Augie buddy, is Augie. the best. He's just so thoughtful. God, he's smart and he's funny. He's just so God, he's funny. I'd uh, like to see Augie get Corden's job. He's leaving. Yeah, James Corden's leaving. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, I could be great. Yeah, it'd be great. He'd be awesome. Yeah. I think there was a lot of... Uh, uh, Mike Berbigula uh-huh. did uh, Kimmel. Yeah. Knocked it out of the park. He's perfect for that. I would think yeah. he would be great. He would be a great... Um, yeah. They don't need another white guy, though. I think they're going to try to get... Right. I think they'll get somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Good. I think, you know, yeah. I, they should. Right. It's it's pretty white. Yeah. Mix it up. Yeah. Well, run uh, Funches. Funches would be awesome. Yeah, he's such just a, such a likable, wonderful he personality. He is, and quick. And super and funny and quick. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and, and if Ian, if Ian still, Ian's work, head, head writer for Conan, or for... Um, Ian Carmel? Yeah, he's head writer for uh, for James Corden. And he and he and Funches came up together in Portland. That, wouldn't yeah. that be awesome? Wouldn't that be, yeah. If he got to keep, a, keep his writing job after Corden left and, and yeah. Funches came in, that'd be awesome. Oh, That'd be amazing. That'd be a great show. Well, not like he needs work. Ron is working all the time now. Actor. He's, he's in, uh, acting every... He's in Loot. 
Have you is seen he? That one? Win- no, I haven't. I started it. I yeah. have to watch yeah, it. He's great in that. Yeah. I want. I want. He's always just. When is Jason today? When is when is Ted Lasso coming back? I know, right? We all need that. I'm I can't sure they're wait. Working on it. Well, they yeah, season three is coming. Yeah. Four, whatever. season three or four, whatever four, it is. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I yeah, I can't I wait know, for that one. Right. Yeah. So anyway, but we've been at this. Laughs, yes. what, what, we we got it. We all need the laughs. Yeah, and we that's do. One more time, let's mention if you really need some laughs this summer, come out. It's a great weekend. St. John's Comedy it's just Fest there's it's com. the weekend before Labor Day. Yeah. So you can wear white. You can you can still wear white. <laughs> 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 you know, we're are we have two charities. Um, one is for the St. John's Food Share, and the other is for the Northwest Abortion Access Fund. Helping women uh, in Idaho, uh, in red states, to come and fund, helping them fund, you know, getting getting their rights acknowledged, you know, and coming and helping them out. Um, it's so important until we get this right. shit fixed. Right. But um, anyway. Uh, those are the two charities, so you'll be giving to those. It's going to be a lot of fun. And again, the lineup, stjohnscomedyfest.com. Please check it out. We've had a great time. Art and I will yeah, be back. Um, we'll probably do another one because yeah. we, we enjoy talking to each other. Um, we'll do some more deep dives and get into some more stuff. Stay safe. Um, Stay I'll talk cool. to you. I'll see you soon. Yes. Thanks, everybody.